All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Bum, 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 bum. Bring the action. Bum, bum, Feeling bum, bum, hot, hot, hot. Bum, 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 bum. Oilers Nation Radio bum, episode bum, whatever. Bum, that was not the button I meant to hit. Here we go. <laughs> Oilers Nation Radio episode whatever. We moving. We dancing. What a trip. We're grooving. All because they played S Club 7 yesterday at Roger's place. They did. That got me bopping on my chair. Peg Milk here, <laughs> Liam, Dan, Rick, Tyler, gang's all here. We are in studio for Oilers Nation Radio, delivered by our friends at Oodle Noodle. We got a lot to talk about. The boys are rolling. Big win last night against the Tampa Bay Lightning. But as we do every week for our friends at Oodle Noodle, now with 18 locations and counting, the delicious debate with my friend Tyler Uremchuk. Hey, guys, the Oilers have won five games in a row. Whoop. Pretty good. <laughs> Pretty good. Uh-huh. This week, the delicious debate <laughs> is how long could the winning streak last? Or how long do you think the winning streak will last? They get Vancouver on Saturday, Columbus next week, Chicago after that. And then to kick off February after the All-Star break, it goes Detroit, Philly, Ottawa, Montreal, Detroit again. Pour it on! It's a lot of games against teams that are not in the playoffs. Eight of them to be exact. So how long will the Oilers winning streak go? 13! You think they're winning all eight? Well, probably not. But in my heart, I think 13 is 100% doable based on the opposition. You have to play the way you did last night against Tampa, against Vegas, against Seattle. But if they can keep that rolling, there's no reason they can't beat any of those teams. Just don't play down to your competition. Exactly. Yeah. And just for the record, there are two back-to-back 10.30 a.m. games in there. 
Oh yeah. Saturday, really? Sunday. Yeah. Well, the, the, the Sunday one is the Super Bowl. We always play in the Super Bowl. We always play first thing. And we NHL don't rise. They just have, don't avoid the Super Bowl. And well, no, because we they kicks off at like four thirty, right? So they're done. Like the NHL won't. They're done their games by like three. I just, I just, my thought is, why even dance on Super Bowl Sunday anyway? Yeah. For, um. Yeah, against Montreal on that Super Bowl Sunday. So, uh, what's your answer? I'm going ten. So you think they win the first five of them? So yeah, I got five fair. in the bank. Five more to come. I like a double digit. Why not? Nation Dan? I love the positivity all of a sudden on the podcast. Um, I've always been here. <laughs> I'm, yep. uh, Never don't listen to any past episodes. <laughs> the last time, yeah, other than in Vegas, the last time I was uh, we spoke on this podcast, uh, Rick and I were very positive and everybody else was a little bit more negative. Yep. And I... I think that now they're joining our side. Yeah. I think that we've come to this side and Welcome, I'm going gentlemen. the other way. I still don't think that this team has proven to me that it can play against the shit teams consistently. And so I would say that it's probably going to go, they'll beat Vancouver. I would imagine that they probably have a slip up against Columbus. Liam, you're up. When who do you said they play Detroit after they all stopped? Right? Yeah. Yep. In Detroit, in Detroit. That's when it'll end for me. So I'm with you. Three more. Yeah. Three more. So I'll, I'll say eight. Why do you think that? Just cause you kind of lose your mojo a little bit coming through the break you're on the road like detroit it's a hockey place right like those what's um oh, detroit's schedule are they like we have that week off there's all-star game in there but then there's our bye week in there too it right? yeah mm, so we're off for a while then yeah we are like so we play chicago on the 28th of january and then we don't play until feb 7 against the red wings uh how am i supposed to do with my life i know the wings play on the 27th against the islanders and their first game back so their gap is actually bigger but they're at home that's why i'm going with it is because you're coming out of the all-star break on the road i think is a bit of a tough ask we both get that much time off yeah oh I, yeah, all right so then it just day. could be legit sloppy anybody's yeah. game really yeah yeah and i'll just give the could advice be. to the home team to be honest yeah that's Not where me. i was going too much too fuck much too much little caesar's pizza over there yep. sure also, fuck them kids. Yeah. Why not? Right? Yeah. I'm going 13. Going all eight, eh? Why not? Right Bet well. big or go home. How many games do we have left this season? 35. Yeah, throw it all on. 40? Yeah. Going 40 now? <laughs> 40 in a row. <laughs> <laughs> the Bruins can base For the record, though, yeah. for the record, if you do 13, that means we lose at home to Detroit. So I'd say 14 because then you could like lose at home to the Rangers. Okay, I'll go 14. There you go. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Rick convinced me. Mm-hmm. So this is how the team works here. So yep. we're talking about a potential heater. We're talking about how soft the schedule is. And then you look at the Pacific division standings. Oh. One day we'll figure out what that beeping thing. is. <laughs> Have you ever figured it out? It's when I had, it's something to do with the Google timer I use to make sure that we stay somewhat on track. <laughs> like I just close that tab and it goes away. Mm, weird. I have no idea what's going on. And now we don't know. I how like when we get curveballs in this. Yeah, I'm. F- we're five minutes in. Don't worry, I got it locked on. <laughs> the Oilers win five in a row. They've beaten, you know, Vegas mainly, but Seattle as well. And now you look at the Pacific Division standings. Seattle, they're right there. For Seattle's forty-five games, fifty-eight points. Vegas, forty-six games, fifty-eight points. L.A. and Edmonton both have forty-seven games, so a little bit more than Vegas and Seattle, but. LA 56, Edmonton 55. They are suddenly three points back of the top spot in the division. I know there's games in hand there. I know, I know. But still, it's interesting. So part two, what percent chance do you give the Oilers of winning this division? So 100. Yeah, they're in the mix. Like We're taking it. Rick put a bet down the other day that I I just, I wish you would have texted me. I would have tailed you on it. Oh, the bet. Yeah. 
Our well, friends I at Betway. Like, thought it was gonna. I thought it was gonna be there this morning too. I went and checked. It was plus three hundred. I was like, I mean, don't get me wrong. That's still good money, but of course, plus seven hundred for the Oilers to finish to win the division. It Oof. really is amazing how much a week and a half can change things. Because after that LA loss, it was ah, come on. But that's what did it. And that's what did it. It's like, gonna upset so many people. But you know what? The start a couple of, this whole of scraps thing? get the it whole the band going. How many people on Twitter are going to listen to this thing and absolutely lose their minds over that? Well, here's they brought the, the thing. team together in January. And this includes last night against Tampa Bay. And we'll get there. Five fights for the Oilers in January. They had five the entire season before that. <laughs> Interesting. Dan they thoughts. are jumping in the pile for each other right now. Yeah, I, I mean, you look at, you look at what, like I said, when we go back to that episode, the LA Kings were pushing the Oilers around and Jesse Pugliarvi decided to push them back and he got beat up for it. But I, I feel like the Oilers watched that and were like, mm, I didn't like that, you know, and then they watch Hyman go out and have a fight and you could sense between Hyman and Dreisaitl. Dreisaitl wasn't a big fan of Hyman fighting. And Hyman it, just decided and it to do wasn't it. like uh spurt. Like it wasn't like he was like, Hey, I'm taking this fight. Yeah. It wasn't just like someone dropped the gloves and nope. you, he's, you want to go? Yeah. All right, I'm going I'm to take this. Look, so I'm going to take it. Like that's you're making a statement at that point. And then a guy like a, a Brendan Lemieux is a guy like Corey Perry, where you probably want to skate away from that one as Costin, but you've already lost the game. Why not win the war? Yep. And that's yeah, what he went out and tried to do. And this team, I just you you sensed it. You just you feel like when you get that fight back and that pushback for each other, that it just keeps pushing you forward can, and it helps the next. You can one. see it in their game. They're like on their toes now. They're playing yep. four. They're playing aggressive. They're you know they're 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 not reacting. They're they're starting everything now. This but is a different team. If they keep playing like this, I just want to make another comment. I just want to make another comment on how well they seem to be gelling as a unit. Jay Woodcroft basically doesn't have forward lines. He's just like, it's a novice team. He's like <laughs> opening the door being like you, you and you go. And I wonder if like they're fighting for each other. Everyone is playing with everybody at some point. And I want, I like, usually I don't like that. Usually I say, establish your lines, let them build chemistry. But I wonder if that almost isn't building up a greater room chemistry when it's like Derek Ryan, you're getting four shifts with Connor, three with Evander Kane, two with Nuge, four with Costin. There's your night. Give her. <laughs> Give her like, let's go. Keeps these guys maybe even on their toes a little bit. Well, it, you don't know when you're going to end up on the ice and with who got to be ready. You could be with Connor, Leon, Nuge. Like there's some options here where guys have big chances to make a contribution to the team, not just like a defensive zone face off. You grind it out in your own zone and then you bounce off the ice for yeah. somebody else. They're in the mix and a lot of people are contributing right now. You mean like the six foot seven apple tree? The big man's moving. Four assists in five games. Three or four. Three. Is it three? Three. I get ahead of myself. Vinny DeHarnay is Vinny Apples. Again, <laughs> he's one of my favorite stories in recent memory. And there's a couple because obviously Clem Costin is another guy in there. But when you're a seventh round pick, nobody expects anything of you. Zero. And he's coming to Edmonton. He's putting up some apples because he's playing a simple game that suits his style. He just picks up the puck at the blue line and he rips it on the net. Yeah. Nothing fancy. But damn it, is it effective? Now try going to our net and do something. And he's just gigantic. Too. He's huge. The other man. day he got an elbowing penalty and he wasn't even looking at the guy. And it's just because he's way up there <laughs> and that guy was way down there and his elbows are just at head height. Unbelievable showing from Vinny so far. Can I share with you a quote from his interview with Jason Greger? You may. Yes, please. Which I would imagine will find its way to our site at some point. So make sure you look for it at OilersNation.com. 
Vincent DeHarnay broke his nose on his first NHL <laughs> or sorry, on his first shift versus Vegas. Vinny goes on to say they reset it in the first intermission, took three cracks, then one more after the game. <laughs> it didn't feel great. Dude. Okay. So the first three, those what? are going to suck. What? <laughs> those are going to suck, but at least you got like the adrenaline flying and stuff. Right. So maybe it's a little bit, but after the game, I want to know how long. 20 minutes because dude when you start to come down that's gonna hurt I, no wonder he said he had a glass of wine on the flight back oh my god i just thought he was living that red wine lifestyle but maybe that was a little bit medicinal and therapeutic all at the same time i just i'm so excited for the guy because again i don't know how much he's gonna play with the oilers by the end of the year or where he's gonna end up but he's playing like he wants to stick he's playing like he hates bakersfield well he should mm. I, I I don't okay. I hear it's Sorry, not, I hear it's not yeah. a very nice city. That's I all. Take that, that Bakersfield. Shots fired. <laughs> I just heard it's not a very nice city. Um, like you said on the radio earlier, Taylor, when I was driving in, I heard you talking, <laughs> and I, I obviously you still want to. You don't need that shutdown, like the, that that big defenseman. You don't need it, but you need a defenseman, I think. And I don't know who you take out at this point. Who? Do, yeah, like it's I hard. Mean, they're gonna go make a trade for a D man at some point. I think with the way Broberg's playing specifically, it's kind of like, damn, maybe you don't need to give up the first rounder for a D-man anymore because Broberg looks damn good. He's looked really good. And I say somebody that, and I say that as somebody who, I mean, even in Vegas, I was open to just being like, well, maybe you got to explore what it would, what you could get back. But now he's just, he's calm. Like last night he only played, he played less than 13 minutes last night, but he was steady defended well, moving the puck north-south. It was really nice to see. From you him. almost don't notice him out there. And for a defenseman, that is a fantastic well, thing. So what I love, we had Bruce Kerlock on Oilers Nation every day a week ago, and he pointed out this clip where like it's dumped in and Bouchard just like taps it, and then Broberg taps it to a forward, and this is, it was literally like touch, touch, out of the zone. And Bruce was just like, that's beautiful. That's poetry. And I was like, yeah, man, like there, and I've said this now a few times on a few shows, but like they're D man who gets you out of trouble. Those are your Vinny DeHarnay's, right? Brett Kulak's the guys who put a stick in, break up a cycle and it kills a chance. Mm -hmm. And they're the D men who just flat out keep you out of trouble. They don't get in trouble because like Broberg, like Bouchard, bang, bang, they move the puck out. The other team dumps it in doop, doop, couple taps, boom, back the other way. And I love that about his game. I think he just thinks the game so highly, like just little plays that he makes are very high quality plays and a lot harder to make than it kind of looks like, but you can just see, he just reads the play so well. And he's, he's a very smart player. And at this point, yeah, like why would do all this want to move him? Like, and when, may as well keep him around. He's doing really well. And when you got the boots to cover up some of the yeah. mistakes, mm-hmm. even if there are one, like he's a quick, quick skater as well. He's That's hugely too. valuable. You mentioned a play he made. This was a few shows ago. Seattle. Yeah, where it was like a lot of times you would have looked at him and like off the glass and out, right? Mm-hmm. And he just kind of spun, rimmed it, and there was someone wide open on the other side and it yeah, worked. It ripped it all the way around the ice and he knew the guy was there. And that's just a high level hockey play, to be honest. Like, don't see a lot of guys doing that. But yeah, like it's good to see he's kind of moved his way through the lineup. And honestly, credit to Ken Holland to kind of sticking on the path of him too, to be honest. I was going to yeah. say that just to upset yeah. people. Shout out to Ken for not, you know, overreacting three Don't weeks ago. Don't you dare ago. praise yeah. Ken Holland for the good <laughs> things that he does. <laughs> yeah, it's been interesting to see how over the course of two weeks, we've talked about team defense nonstop on this podcast, but they kind of just started to figure it out. Mm-hmm. little defense is going to get them moving up the other way. Well, this is just it. We kept saying we need to bring somebody. We didn't need to, like, 
it's going to help to bring somebody in, but this team needs to figure out themselves yeah. before you go and make that trade. Right. So if Ken all made the trade three weeks ago, month ago, whatever, we're not necessarily playing where we are right now, right? You're just bringing a guy into a broken system. Who knows where we are? They had to yeah. fix it from themselves, which they have at least for the last five games. And I do mm-hmm. believe this will go, uh, it'll continue for the rest of the season. Um, but they needed to figure it themselves. And now you can go and add to this team. Yeah. Because on top of that too, you bring in a player to something that isn't working. Well, the player isn't going to transition into the lineup. No, it, it wasn't like we were getting no, outskilled or something like that. System. Yeah, we, yeah, we weren't getting outskilled or anything like that. We were just, we were shooting ourselves in the foot. We were not playing properly. Mm-hmm. Now that they do, now you can start bringing guys in and, and, and really take this team to the next level. Definitely. Another thing that happened obviously this week was uh, the return of Evander Kane about six, seven weeks ahead of schedule. <laughs> I know when we had him in for the real life interview a couple of weeks back, he's like, I'm a quick healer. I'm going to be back sooner than expected. And we're like, okay, yeah, like, and of the month was kind of the target at that point, but I did not expect him to be back in against, uh, against Seattle, nor did I expect him to rattle off seven shots that night either. I think, you know what, when he came back, he's the type of guy that when he comes back, he's doing what he does. Removes all doubt. Yeah. 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 Yeah, It's yeah. I mean, for, for me, like I had people in my men, in my DMS when it happened saying, I don't know, that guy in Toronto came back a lot sooner than he was supposed to. And Evander's stronger than him. And I just kind of, I heard that and I listened, but it's like, I don't know, like you still want to listen to the doctors. It's hard to, it's hard to, it's hard to believe that when you see something that's so gruesome and that's exactly it. When you see an injury like that, it's just, it, it, it sits in you so long and you're like, man, there's like, no, don't like, Take your time, dude. Like, but the nice thing is for a guy like Evander is, is that it only limited his mobility for an arm, yeah. right? His He was able to keep his conditioning yeah. up. He was able to still work out all those good things. So it wasn't like he was skipping so much of a beat that when he hit the ice again, it wasn't missing. The props to him for wearing the proper protection now. Yes. How I would many certainly guys hope. He, how many, well, you see well, it all the time. You see it all the time. Like someone does something to themselves and like, oh, you could just put this on instead. Nah. You or wear somebody those plastic else things on the feet and you Some, like break your foot or something shot. happens to somebody else. Like I think about this wasn't an Oilers thing, but like you see a guy who's like Achilles gets stepped on yeah. and oh. you go, well, Kevlar socks are a real thing. You can wear them <laughs> right now. Well, and that's, and like, I was laughing when he did it yesterday because it was kind of like an OJ put the glove doesn't fit kind of thing. When, but when John Shannon put it on there, like that really illustrates it to you how little of an effect that would have like that. I don't know. Obviously we can't feel the material, but it doesn't look that heavy. It doesn't look yeah. that dense. And it was just a little thing on his wrist. And all of a sudden he's protected from getting sliced wide open. Like it's just crazy to me. And you can use it to beat people. <laughs> <laughs> one Hit thing that uh, if you're going to bring, you just transitioned to me nicely into last night's game against the Tampa Bay lightning. Cause when he got rocked from behind right in the numbers by Kucherov, who apparently had immunity from all penalties last night, all I could think about was, you're lucky you hit Kane in the numbers right now and not like two months from now because he would have dummied you. He would have grabbed you and shook you until somebody stepped in. Well, and Bob said during the intermission there yeah. that he literally has like a timeline that he's not allowed he to punch people. Allowed. So, <laughs> so that's a, so it's a good time for Kucherov to get it in there. That I, that I don't know about that play, man. Like they went, okay. they went to review it. And I, so at the game, I thought they were reviewing the, Hit from, hit from behind. Me too. I was like, and, they, and then I'm watching on my phone. And I'm like, Oh yeah, that's a major. I was like, that's definitely five in a game for Kucherov. He's done. Did yeah, you man. actually think that? That was a really dirty hit. That was a real bad I, I don't know. Everybody's message is, it starts with, if he was six inches closer to the boards, which is true, if he was, that would have been a disaster. 
but he wasn't. That's my thing too. And so, so my thing is that is a play where that's why we have fighting in the game. That's why we have hits in the game because you go out and you respond against Kucherov that way. It's not Kucherov up to the referees. stared at his that. numbers for like three strides. Yeah, but that's, but it's not up to the referees because he didn't hurt him. The he league, just scared him. I don't care needs, if he hurts him or not. That's a major. To, the league needs to take it, take this a little yes. more seriously because someone's going to end up breaking their back. That's, the and that's fine. Like, that's a, that's a supplemental discipline thing though. And, and that's fine. And that's, that's where, where, and that's what I'm right? thinking. They, they and that's where I'm saying that I didn't think that the referees were reviewing it at all. I honestly thought they were making it up just to get a timeout just to get everybody to calm the hell down. But that was I just thought times. like at the very, I didn't know about five in a game, but I thought for sure a penalty because That's if sad. Evander Kane's say 30 pounds heavier, he's flying into the yep. or lighter. I should say he's flying into the boards. Yep. So they did not review the hit from behind. No, no they were just looking, they, they were looking reviewed at, it because they, they thought it was kicking from Kane yep. when really he's trying to get up and he kind of tripped Which, Kucherov. I, couldn't believe so they they're okay we're gonna review it i was like good let's go but, watch it i was like okay probably not five whatever we'll get our two i'm cool and i sit down and they uh and yeah so it's not five it's two two for tripping for 91 white or blue i, I was i didn't know what to say i was i mean i did say things but <laughs> but that's see, like i tweeted too it's just like after all of that how is it Kane that ended up in the box? <laughs> I did. I didn't even know you could like downgrade it to a minor penalty. I think that that's was just I, like you checked the review if it was a five, and it was like a yes or no. No, you can definitely go down. You yeah, you do go that. from five. I think you go down to four and two. So I, I knew it was just but like the high sticking thing. Yeah. I thought it was supposed. I honestly thought initially that it was supposed to be only if you've made the call are you able to then review it to check yeah. to see yeah. if yeah. it was so wrong. They, that's what I but I, it appears at least to me that if they had thought that that Kucherov hit was major worthy they could have gone back and reviewed it just like they did with the kick because they thought that the kick was major worthy yeah. so they reviewed it to see but then what makes me mad is case you're going to look at a kick slash slew foot kind of because they did come for tripping why didn't you look at the maroon slew foot on mcdavid yes. my my thing my thing with the kucherov sorry just before we go to the maroon or the mcdavid maroon thing my thing with the kucherov thing is if you just note that and do what's called, I think it's been referred to as game management before on, yes. on microphones. If you just say, okay, we're not going to get Evander here. We'll get him next time and leave it. The fireworks don't happen yeah. because the Edmonton Oilers aren't on a penalty kill, but I tweeted it out the minute that that happened, the referees told the players, you got to figure this out on your own. And they sure as shoot did. Yeah. I, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think if it was close to the boards, it would have been a five, yeah. but also if I guess thinking about it now, if they initially thought it was a five minute major and that's what they were checking, then they probably would have called Kucherov for a check from behind on the ice. Um, but yeah, like the slew fine thing, it was even later on in the game when Maroon slew fired Derek Ryan and they just called him for tripping. So but dirty. It's like, no, that's a, that's a four minute There's, penalty. And then they don't find him or anything. Like no. PK Subban got fined and suspended for this shit last year. He's yeah. twice his size. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's greasy. They did it three times. Like the one on Kut the one Kucherov did on whoever that was. I can somewhat forgive the ref that was like right in front of him because it was kind of behind him. And like, maybe the other ref just didn't see it. So like, whatever, but like you literally called a tripping penalty. So blatantly what happened and you still messed it up. Yeah. Like it was but, wild last night. But the Edmonton Oilers have to also take away from this, that this is what the champions are able to do to us. 
right? And this is what the champions are able to do in a hockey game. And we need to start doing this kind of stuff too. When we're out of a game, when we're out of it and we're down, you got to get in there and muck it up sometimes. Cause that's exactly what Patrick Maroon was doing. That team was down two nothing and he started to piss off people. Yeah, exactly. Jesse Pugliarvi takes a late run at a guy gets beat up for it, but it just changes your kind of perspective of that game. Mm -hmm. Instead of just being a shit kicking, it's a shit kicking, but you also got shit kicked on the, on the actual and to your point, sheet. Dan, your exact point. That's why I love a good scrap. We've been talking about it for ages. That is the reason why I didn't want Darnell nurse to take that yep. one right at the end of the that's first, fair. because Corey Perry didn't want to fight Darnell nurse. He wanted him off the ice. He didn't, I don't even think he swung. Yeah. No, he held on for like he held he, on. He locked those elbows, kept him away as far as oh, possible. Yeah. <laughs> and just like they did a couple circles and he's, you can see it's just like, man, this guy needs to end right now. I mean, good on it. Like uh, I get a lot of people don't like the fact nurse fought. I'm down with it. No problem. Um, but yeah, good on Corey. I, I've always liked Corey Perry. I hate him, but I, I'd take him on my team. Yeah. Like, and I get it too. I get a hundred percent. I would love to have a guy like that on our team. To me, it's just like, sure. You take the opportunity to punch Corey Ferry in the Perry in the face. I get that. Like <laughs> what the fuck? But it was just like, Daryl, you don't need to do it then. And, and Daryl specifically has to be the one to recognize that. Like he's just the guy that everybody's going to do that to now because Zach Cassian isn't here. Daryl is the guy that people think they can get off of his game and get him to punch him in the face. And that's exactly what Corey Perry showed he can do last night. I agree with you completely. I think that, I think that the maroon Costin fight was all you needed probably in that situation. I don't mind the Perry nurse thing just because it was such an outrageous mismatch that nurse was never going to lose that and never going to have that hurt him. I want to back up a little bit um, because the thing that kind of started the spiciness of the night was the maroon slew fit uh, slew foot on McDavid. But what we were talking about on Oilers nation every day, right before this was how funny it was that Patty goes to the, goes to the penalty box within seconds, bang, bang in the back of the net. Oh, yeah. You see Leon staring him down on the yeah. way to the bench. You see Connor filling his ear on the way to the bench. I loved it. When those two are fired up, how can the rest of the bench not be fired up? Dude, I so want to know what's being said out there. Oh, because like, again, you guys all watched it. Like that wasn't like, uh, like compared it to like little brother, big brother, like getting yep. into a fight, like kind it's of thing. Like sibling rivalry. That was that not, be, they no, were, looks- he, they did not. And Maroon pointing at nurse as well as he was skating off the ice. I was just going to say like, what is this guy's problem? Yeah, like he was angry, last especially night. to do that to Connor McDavid when Connor McDavid saved your yes. career. <laughs> I was going to say that. Like, <laughs> come on, Patty Maroon. I think he can be a little, there's a line. I think he definitely crossed it in normal with a slew foot. Cause I think that's a really dangerous and dirty especially play, but to know it was 97 to do that to 97 and then give him another shot after. And it's like, Patty Maroon, you probably don't have three Stanley Cups because you're probably out of the league if Connor McDavid doesn't let you score 27 backdoor tap-ins a couple of years ago. Like, let's be real here, man. Uh, but, uh, I know that's harsh. But I'm being a little he also, cheek, but, but he also wins three Stanley Cups because he's willing to do that to just about anybody in this league. Yeah, that's what makes him what he is. And yeah. that's why he's been able to, again, after Edmonton, stick in the league after he turned down a four-by-four four contract offer because he thought he was going to get more. It's like I, it's <laughs> like I said. So well. Yeah, hey. <laughs> Well, I mean, you cha- the, traded a couple of mil for three rings. Yeah. The lightning went down and out. Patty Maroon <laughs> livened him up. 
can't you can't discredit that half of it and it's as, as annoying as it is for other fans the the only response that we can have liam and you pointed out with his with his or the, the slew foot continuing is we now need to follow the tampa bay lightning and every time maroon takes a tripping penalty we need to clip it if it's a slew foot and start calling it out because the slew foot is there and that's exactly why it is there. You're mm. right. Tyler is so that supplemental discipline can then come in and be like, yeah, you've had like six slew foots, Patty, you got to stop this shit, but no, it's trip. It's trip. It's trip. And that's a bad look for the league. Mm. The thing I do love though, is that the lightning were trying to turn that game into their style of game. And the Oilers didn't back down even for a second. Oh. They were in the mix. There were scrums. The boys were fired up. We're all in the pile. When they play their best, they're one of the best teams in the league. There's a Tampa Bay. Edmonton. Maybe both. Both. Oh, yeah, fair. Fair. <laughs> I have well, a question. Yeah. Please, Liam. Is Clem Costin now a heavyweight fighter in the NHL? No. Go through his roster. Go through his roster. It's interesting. Patrick Maroon, mm-hmm. Brendan mm-hmm. Lemieux, mm-hmm. Zach Cassian. And then I think he actually had one more before that, but yeah, I was casting like the first one. right at me and I don't know. I don't remember. We, can I know he, I know he we have the technology. He's, he's had quite Tanev. a few AHL. Quite a few AHL fights. It's interesting. I mean, how can he not be? Because all three of those guys, I would say, heavyweight. I think, like, the, the, as you would know, under it. as you would know, Dan, though, like the days of the heavyweight yeah. is kind of done. I would just say, I would say that the class that you're getting, you're you're looking for, is gone. It's like there's Ryan Reeves, Ryan Reeves, and no one yeah, else. I suppose. But, but the next one level down is where Nick Delorier lives, and he is a he's a. Uh, he would be a, uh, like I would call him like a volume fighter. He's a guy that will just take a fight anywhere, any day, anytime. But he's a big dude too, doesn't but, he? Yeah, yeah. He's, I just don't look at him like a he- as a heavyweight. Yeah. I don't think that he could go up against George LaRock or Derek Bugard and survive. So so I think that Nobody you would say really that Clean Costin is probably in the next tier, tier down, which is like what, your middleweights? Like it's yeah. kind of, I wouldn't say he's a He'll heavyweight, a but he's a guy that's going to show up for pretty much any fight. Like yeah. he, he will, I will give him credit for that. I just don't necessarily see, say, see him as like a fighter per se that is going to go out and fight against Nick Delorier on any given night. Yeah, the thing I, I love about him, I don't him, want to see him Reeves either. Yeah, that too, yes. The thing I love about him is that he'll just say yes. Well, that's what he did last night. Yeah, yeah, read a, that. There dude. was a quote. Uh, I don't have it. Oh, Gene tweeted. Let me find it quickly. So we're just going to vamp for a sec. But like, clean Costin, since he's, been called up has shown a willingness to defend his teammates at the drop of a hat. Doesn't matter who it is. He's in the pile. And we have now with Kane back, especially when when the old fight lift comes off on him, like (laughs) we've got another guy in the roster who's willing to do it. And that's huge for a team like this. So this is what Clem Shady said about Patrick Maroon in his fight last night. He said, he is a legend in St. Louis. We talked a little at the face-off. He asked me three times, are you sure you want to fight? He said, I said, yes, Pat, I'm sure. <laughs> End quote. So, so I've heard a couple people, uh, Tyler, I think you were one of them that said that there might have been an element of jumping there. I just think that that's how Maroon operates. Like he, Maroon's just a guy that just gets into it. And I don't think Costin maybe was expecting that yeah. so much as after hearing that quote, I think yeah. I probably backed down off that a bit. Yeah. Which is fine. And that's, and, and I've seen that. I saw that on social media last night. Um, I just, yeah, Maroon just strikes me. It, Maroon's not that good of a fighter. If we're being completely honest, yeah, and I like Patrick Maroon personally, big bear. He's, he's, like he's him and I have had and... some really good conversations, but yeah, he's just not a good fighter. He's a huggy bear. He's a Zach Stortini. I love Zach Stortini too, but Zach Stortini would Friend just hug show. guys. Who yeah. doesn't love a cuddle? Right. Uh, Did yeah. you? So just talking about things that irritated me last night, Patrick Maroon coming out for the second period, skated by that corner. 
where the McDavid incident happened. And he was like kind of mouth and words and gesturing to the fans that were sitting there. And then Kucherov comes out and because their bench is on the side where Campbell is for the second period. And he stands it in the circle at the top of the circle, somewhere around there. And he just pretends to shoot twice at Jack Campbell. (laughs) What sense does that make? How is that like, what? How is that faking anybody out either? I don't know. Hey, it's just gamesmanship. And I, I, you know what? I don't mind it from a little, a little weenie like him though. Just that's exactly it. Get, get the guys fired up from a guy that can't back it up at all. They were definitely piss babies last night. I couldn't believe the lightning, the complaining. Let's start start with their head coach. Their head coach is one of the biggest, like he massages the game all the time. Like if that dude isn't staring like a gopher out of a hole, looking for a call somewhere, every time they cut to him, I'm shocked. It's just, it's so frustrating. Even at the end of the game, the guy wouldn't leave the bench because Bouchard was shooting shots at us and we were blocking them. Like, I don't get it. <laughs> Play to the whistle. Yep. Confusing. I didn't hear no bell. Keep firing. Bush. If they're going to stand in front of you. Fucking bomb away at their feet. They, I does, promise they're not going to stand there next time. Do they not have a goalie in the net that has all that equipment to protect him from <laughs> he it? He looks like, like yeah. the, seeing Vasilevsky in person is staggering. He's that, a huge man. His jersey is stretched as far as it can stretch. I think he's the same height as Jack Campbell. And then you look is at him. Really? I think so. And then look you look. pictures though. They're He ridiculous. looks like twice the size. Yes. Yeah, so Campbell is 6'3", 205. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Campbell's 6'3", 207. Vashilevsky he's 6'4", 220. So he's a bit bigger. But like his elbows, man, are like huge because of all that gear. It's hilarious. And you see Campbell, he comes in and he's just like, rip, like a little it's guy. It's Michelin, man. It's, I know that they're so important, but goalies are truly the kickers of hockey. Like they're just like these, like these scrawny guys. Yeah. And then they get bulked up out on the ice and they're all real big and strong. And then they get scrawny. They look gigantic. And then they take their gear off and they look all like Darren Pang. <laughs> I want to talk about soup for a bit because delicious, which type minestrone or well, nice gazpacho. To start off the year. We had a little gazpacho. bit of gazpacho. We had yeah. cold soup. Whoa. Jesus. Eyes, eyes open up. I want to talk about soup for a little bit because all of a sudden our boys on a roll. And if we can have both Campbell and Skinner playing at the level they're at, that's NHL the all-star Skinner, by the way, mm-hmm. we'll absolutely touch on that for a second. Like what a great problem for the others to have. I am cruising with my hot take, uh, my hot prediction, by the way, uh, that Jack Campbell's going to start more games than Stuart Skinner for the rest of this year. Eh? 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 Not I bad. Think, I think Not it'll bad. probably be pretty close to even by the time she's all said. I would think so too, but this, uh, this stretch from Jack has just been unreal. And it's one of those things. I don't know if you guys are the same way, but the last few games, when I see Jack is starting, I kind of go, Oh, like I, I wasn't expecting it, but it's a pleasant surprise. It's not a, here. Six uh-oh. straight wins, six straight or six starts. His last six starts, six wins all over 900 save percentage. He's starting to come back a little bit. Yes, but the team is playing better yep. in front of him. There's 100%. no great age. Cha- well, no, no, but they not, go hand not, in hand though, really. A thousand percent. They're yep. not giving up those terrible opportunities in front of him. He's, you know, they're, they're keeping things to the outside. And when it does get to the inside, he's making those saves. Cause find like last night, maybe the Stamkos goal, maybe, but like that's a guy from his sweet spot, hammering the pill that he scored. He scored from there a thousand, well, 500 times. It seems like <laughs> there was nothing else that I went last night. When I see the goal go in, right. Ah, damn it. There's just bang, bang, play, like the point goal. Like you can't do anything on that. Yeah. The Hagel one was bad defense, not on Campbell at all. The Stamkos one is Stamkos from his office. He whiffed on it a little bit, but it's hard to 
say a goalie you should know, stop boys strike out on the changeup sometimes. Yep, hundred percent. Um, on the topic of the goaltending, so last episode we did our guesses for. Yes, a Pugliarvi's return, what his trade will be. Are we trading Campbell? No. Oh. Um, although <laughs> our boy, Original Puzar, did inform me that you cannot do conditions based on guys resigning anymore, apparently. Oh. So that kind of pooched us. But I want to ask you guys right now, in this moment, game one, round one, Stanley Cup playoffs, oh. who do you think will be the starting goalie for the Oilers? Who are we playing against? I don't know. Just if it was this out. moment, you can't go to anybody but Jack Campbell. Well, then just take a stab at it. Who do you think? Skinner. Who do you think will be? Skinner, I would Skinner, Skinner. I would think you have to start with Jack Campbell just because of his last six games. He's been he's been the guy to take you here to this moment. So we're starting the playoffs tomorrow. I'm going to Jack. I based on the situation, everything. I think you take the hot hand, and he's obviously played in the last bit. Skinner hasn't for obvious reasons. Um, if it starts tomorrow, it's it's soup. But it's not starting tomorrow. It's starting in a few months. And that okay. So if you look so at that, the then I'm still. I'm going to use. I'm going to go back and use, use the same thing. Going, who's the hot hander at that point? And who do you think it'll be? <laughs> <laughs> I want to write down Tyler, guesses. Tyler wants his answer. Like tomorrow against Vancouver, it's got to be Skinner, right? You got to get Skinner back. Yeah, yeah, I think. I think Jack starts game one. Stuart Skinner. Yeah. Again, like I think that we're at a point in the season where. Woodcroft's going to ride the hot hand. So I can't give you an answer for what's going to happen 35 games in the future. But like, if five, today, the $5 million starter. If it's today, it's Campbell or the, or the, or the, uh, or the all-star. I mean, that's an, I'm going to say it ends up being Skinner. I think Campbell will play really well, but we've seen he's hot and cold. I think Skinner has that element of consistency and they're going to value that. Skinner's got you to this point. hundred percent. And I, I'm not going to, like, I wouldn't be bummed out by that by any no. means. Either. Well, so I wrote like, down your answer as Campbell. So <laughs> that's a nice problem for the Oilers to have right now. If these two can keep battling for ice time again, the competition between the two of them, that's also great competition in, 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 or in sports like this is great. Yes. The entire roster is competition, right? Yes. Now. Well, that's what I mean. I was going to say, like you saw Fogel when he came back and he even said afterwards, there was a couple games off that were, they were good for him, you know? So if you're going to mm-hmm. do that and, you're going to get that when you get a chance out there. This is... Sorry, I was just going to say, Fogo's playing a million miles per hour right now. He's so... He's, he's trying so damn hard. Yeah, good. That's His goal for 60 on the breakaway needs a little help, though. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. last game, he had like four chances until he yeah. scored from his ass. Yeah. <laughs> that was a great goal, too. That was it a was great, really great second effort. And I was actually looking at the great replay of that. Oh, yeah. love the Sally, too. But the fact that he was able to get that much lift on the puck from his ass was impressive. It yeah. really was. Who, sorry, who scored yesterday? McDavid. McDavid, McLeod, Dreisaitl. And Hyman. Yep. And who got the fifth? We scored five. Hyman. Hyman got two? Yeah, oh, yeah, netter. he did. I was just thinking of the depth scoring, but McLeod got one. Hey, did you get your PP empty net goal last night? Always. It hits every game. <laughs> Shout, out <laughs> Shout out to our friends at Betway. Shout out to our friends at Betway. It hits every time until it doesn't hit every time. 60% of the time, it hits every, every time. time. Paul. Uh, my uh, over one and a half power play goals has gone cold recently. They didn't hit it yesterday, hey? No. Stunning. No. That means the PK had another perfect game, though. One for four on the power play. PK killed off both shorthanded situations they faced. So I think really that means nice special teams night for the I think that means now they're like better. 14 for their last 15 on the PK or something like that. It's close. And Since that blunder against LA, essentially. Yeah. So yeah. it's really good if you take that out because they were hot before that, before too. It was good. It just. So when it falls apart, it, it can be bad. Collapses. <laughs> and what I like most about it is like Rick just said, the, the five on five scoring is there right now. 
When this team scores five on five, you know what they can do on the power play. They're terrifying. And you know what, too? You look at the five on five goals, the ones I have in my head right now outside of the big guns, uh, the McLeod one yesterday, Mm -hmm. literally a puck to the net and guys got in the way and it hit somebody. Before that, the Derek Ryan one was shot to the net. Guys crashed the net and it was right there for him to tap in. Uh, with the McLeod's other one was he went off to the net. The Holloway off the, the post. post like, yeah. There's such simple goals to score. And the Fogel one too. Like, I know he scored from his ass, but they crashed the net and he got it there. They're yeah. all in like that little area. You get greasy. Score. You yeah. get greasy. Greasy goals are just as pretty on the score sheet. We oh. do not. They all count the same if McDavid's taking on five guys and then everybody else on the Tampa bench or McLeod's crashing the net. I don't care. Just put the puck in the net. Tampa's been <laughs> angry at us ever since the Omark shootout. Yeah, that is true. You know, it's John get over Cooper. It. Build a bridge. Cooper the Goot Groundhog. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, I want you, if you're listening to this right now, hit us up. Owen Radio Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. I just want to know your answer to Tyler's question. Playoffs start tomorrow. You start in soup or stew. We've got to talk about our boy, Stu, because he was named to the NHL All-Star game yesterday. No surprise Leon got in there, but to see Stu get in there, man, if you had told me before the season started that Skinner would be going to the All-Star game, I wouldn't have believed you. You sure shit know Ken Holland wouldn't have believed you. What do you guys think about Stu's season so far, Dan? Well, I just want to put out the little disclaimer that is wonderful season by Stuart Skinner. Mm -hmm. The Pacific Division goaltenders have done a really good job of making Stuart Skinner appear that much better (laughs) than he even is. Um, I think that if Thatcher Demko was in the mix, he probably would have been the Canucks pick. And then we probably might not have been having the same conversation, but he's not. I don't wonderful for him to be there. Skinner's numbers are good. I was going to say only not solely off like Demko is clearly better than Skinner. Like that is what it is. But that's the Oilers fair. fans come out. That's and fair. They and that's, boys in. And that's what I was going to kind of get yeah. to is just that like our fans do show up. And the fact that there's two Edmonton Oilers in this game is no, is no shock to me out of the three votes. Edmonton got two picks. So I, you know, it, it's uh it's great to see. I love to see it from Stewart and it's going to be so much fun for him. And like, you know, you've got people predicting he's going to be the all-star um, yeah, MVP and stuff because that. it matters more to him than most because well, it's, it's such a cool thing to that exact point. Leon, they were just like, Leon, the all-star game. What do you think? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stuart Skinner though. He's going to his first and I'm super right. excited for him. Right. So the, the McDavid and dry will be trying a little bit harder for Stu and all those kinds of things. It'll just be a lot of fun for those guys. Should have five though. Yeah, the disrespect for Nugent Hopkins is just really hurts me at the core. Well, they got to bring back the all-star roster. Like, you got to have a roster of players. And I bring back the draft. I would like the draft. I loved the draft. Scrap the fan vote. Yeah. Fans vote on the next pick in the draft. Every few picks, the fans vote, live vote on Twitter or whatever for who gets picked next on that team. That would be way better than the fan vote to get these guys. I will say I'm a, I would be a big fan of them doing the three on three style with the fantasy draft element. Yes. That'd be sick. That'd be so much fun. And also just, it was way more fun to watch that. It made it a full weekend Yeah, because they would do the draft and the skills and the game. Like it actually mattered. I know everyone says it's like, it's for the kids, but like I, the draft was awesome or so fun. Watching Phil Kessel just sit there. It was hilarious. The next year, Ovi's oh, campaigning yeah. to sit there. Like, I think that's hilarious. It just adds a little personality, a little showmanship to a sport that kind of needs it. Mm-hmm. So anyway, shout out to Stu. I never would have expected him to be at the all-star game, but hell of a season. Where does he finish in the Calder trophy standings? One. I like it. I'll vote for him. I'll say, <laughs> I'll say three. 
So he gets the he gets the go. Mm-hmm. I love that. So I what other? I don't even like. I to be fair, I just haven't been paying attention to rookies at all. Who's who else is in the mix? Beniers, Logan Thompson, and Skinner are kind of the leading three right now. Is Caulfield a rookie still? No, no. He's he, been oh, like right. three he years. played last year. Yeah. Whoops. Uh, he just looks like a rookie because he's tight. Um, there's Mason McTavish in Anaheim, Matthias Macelli in Arizona. Don't forget Shane Wright. Still a chance. <laughs> Owen Powell is not really done tons. No, nothing rookie of the year wise. I think when you look at it, like, I think I would, I mean, all three of those players have done so much for the team. Like, Benez is basically driving that Seattle offense or was for chunks of the season. Logan Thompson is essentially the reason Vegas are where they are in a big way. Like no one expected this, but also yeah. no one expected this from Skinner either. We'll do see. You, do you anticipate all three players can have, can continue their successful career, their successful season so far though? I see, I don't see much change in, in, in Skinner. Uh, I do believe uh, Vegas drops a bit. There I they think are. They and will I'm curious to see what happens with Beneers in Seattle. I think Beneers will be probably the most consistent out of the three. Because he's just an offensive player and it's easier yeah. to keep that mojo, yep. obviously. Logan Thompson, I think he's kind of getting screwed a little bit by Vegas's injuries, which aren't helping him by any means. Like Shane, Shea Theodore didn't play, obviously, when we were down there. He was Mark scared. Stone, who knows? Yeah, I heard he was scared. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Stu's the best. So, yeah, well, Stu And then here, at the same point, Stu didn't have Kane in front of him for 31 games. There's yeah. an injury. Stewart, and also, Skinner be the Edmonton Oilers first Calder Trophy winner. The problem for Stuart Skinner is that Jack Campbell is still here. He's he's still the backup until like I unless think, he went on like a like just an absolute yeah, heater. That's true. Yeah, or Campbell falls apart again. What's the amount of games he think he has to play? What's he at right now? I think he's at like 23 right well, now. I think, like I think that that's when you start talking about Bernier's being just the um the de facto winner because he's because you know the NHL loves games played for these kinds of things. <sighs> twenty six. So he's these are his stats. Twenty six games, twenty five started, uh, twelve wins, ten losses, two point nine six GAA and nine one four goals against. Yeah, so it might be. He's high. not been a star of the game once a season. Skinner, apparently not. That That's doesn't. What this says anyway. Maybe they just don't update it. <laughs> Oh yeah, because nobody has been a star of the game. Another <laughs> great moment from Leo. Yeah. On this podcast. Stinker. What, what website is that though? I can't read it online. Got it. Mm. Fake it was website. There's official website. And I was like, wow, that is a fake website. Yeah, I just made that up. Yep. No, you didn't make up, Liam. The fun deals from our friends at Tourism Jasper. Mm. It is time. Jasper in January, January thirteenth. 229 celebrate the lighter side of winter. Lots of exciting events, including street party with live bands, whiskey, wine, and hops. Come on. The ultimate après, après ski. Who doesn't love an après ski? Special culinary offerings and much, much more. And of course, towards the end of the month, the 2023 Jasper Pond Hockey Tournament is going to be happening at the beautiful Jasper Park Lodge. You can get more details. Join Tyler Kennedy and I down there visit chehockey.com for more information and to register your team. I think this is almost sold out and I promise you that this is a good time. And Tyler, before we cut to a break, did you see the clip of the on the bench boys taking shots at you for the pond hockey tournament on barn burner? Yeah. It wasn't super nice of them. Obviously I can give everyone a quick listen here. Oh, Oh, on, on your YouTube. 
Because we're going up to Jasper. It's our first yeah, time. Pawnock. Jasper. And you guys, it was last year, right? Yeah. You've, you've done this before. Yeah, we did some scouting. What, uh, scouting. What, what can you tell us about last year's event, your experience, and maybe what we should be ready for? Uh, I mean, you guys know them as Oilers Nation, but we call them Trash Nation, um, where <laughs> we we're from. We actually call them that, too. That's right. Um, so they were out there, and they were, to, like, hyping up a big game that Yama Chuckaluk or whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah. Um, super unmemorable person. And yeah. uh, you guys got the worst knees I've ever seen. Yeah. Super bendy. So, there you go. Um, so the shots have been fired. Hold They're on. You got out of the Trash egg. Nation? <laughs> Is that all they could come up with? That's how they started that. Well, they have a lot of time in their hands where they're out of the playoffs like this. So. Oh my goodness. Um, so those on the bench guys, they'll be there. Flames Nation talked a lot of shit. We play them on the Saturday of yep. this tournament down in Jasper. It's going to be unbelievable. Have you guys learned anything from the last couple of games that we've watched, uh, you know, with the physicality, just needing a couple yeah, of we're gonna, I'm going to keep my elbows up. Please do. Please if do. someone tries to come after me, bag milk will be my Klim Costin. That's right. Are you guys getting Trash Nation jerseys made, though? The first punch will be a drop kick. We will be playing at Team La Bamba jerseys again. Yeah, Team uh, Play La Bamba. Play La Bamba. Nice. And the Flames Nation team will be in garbage bags. <laughs> it's what they deserve. Yeah. It's what they deserve. Again, if you want to join us, chehockey.com for more information and to register your team. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. All right, I want to get to Ask the Idiots for our friends at Tourism. Jasper, did you have something you wanted to say real quick, Liam? You really, there was a big sigh, a gulp of air went in there. I had a little, just to finish up on the... um Call the trophy thing. <laughs> so Steve Mason was the last goalie to win the call the trophy. Correct. He played games? 61 games that season for Columbus, Columbus in 09, had a 916 save percentage and a 2.29 goals against. And then what happened? And then he never played <laughs> again. Yep. Nothing. <laughs> Career basically ended. Oh, he Europe. came back in 2015. Europe. And had a 928. That was it. Same with uh, Jim Carrey. I remember him was in, winning the Vesna and then yep. disappearing just as quickly as he arrived. Jim Carrey, the Andrew Raycroft too. He did the Truman Show after that. That Not was really detective. good. Yeah. yeah. And then Always, he was, uh, he was the Grinch. Yes, man. Yep. <sighs> amazing. Amazing. Tyler's, amazing. Tyler's missing something. What are we looking for? Do you have a MacBook charger in your office? Yeah. 
I go grab it. Yes, you may. This Otherwise, is... we'll lose the whole pot. Okay, Tyler's <laughs> going to get my MacBook charger. How does this happen too, so often? It is amazing. You would think that a guy that does nine podcasts a day would have his laptop charged or, or plugged in at the very least, but no. What? What's the? Can you see what the battery's at over there, here. Rick? And I, the I'll episode's be honest. over. <laughs> Whenever I do a show, oh, it's low. I always yeah. have my laptop plugged in. Yep. I, For this exact reason. We're getting low battery fucking. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Ten, that means we're less than 10%. Nine, eight. Seven. Oh, even the struggle to get it into the USB-C port. Safe. What was it at? Our episode almost disappeared. We almost had to start all over again. Oh, plenty of juice. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. Could have just kept going. Oh, yeah. No problem. (laughs) (laughs) Let's live life on the wild side. Unplug that. It's like like Kramer in the the car. Hold Mm -hmm. my hand. Oh, you got to find out how much gas you got. (laughs) And then the, by the end, the car dealership guy's like in on it. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> All right. Let's ask the for, for our friends at Tourism Jasper. Here we go. Liam, I'm going to start with you because you're to my right. <laughs> I was going to read this correctly. Okay. Since cap space has a value, am I wrong for thinking that having Yessa or Fogel on waivers isn't such a bad idea? Free up space if a team claims them. Sure, it's poor asset management, but if Holland was to trade them, wouldn't he have to add in a sweetener for somebody to take that salary anyway? Um, well, if you had asked me last week, Warren Fogel would have been not on the plane back from <laughs> Vegas. So, uh, yeah, I guess putting them on waivers isn't such a bad idea. I do think Pujavi can get you something back, even if it is like a fifth round pick, then I think that's fine. Well, yeah, I guess to answer the question, no, it's not such a bad idea to put one of them on. I do think, yes, he would get claimed. I don't think Fogel would. Tyler? Hey, he's playing good, though. Waivers? I, yeah, you're right. I think I'm actually, sorry. I just, I guess my head's still in last week. Yeah, but right I know I do think you're right. Claimed. I shouldn't overreact because other teams won't overreact to like a couple of good games. And that second year on the contract is probably what's going to hurt his value the most. Like he's a useful player. He's fine when he's hot like he is right now. Um, so, no, I don't think you do put them on waivers. I think what we'll see when Yamo's healthy after the break is a trade. Yeah, because we've got uh, over at dailyfaceoff.com, Frank Valley kind of did a, it was a quick little segment on Daily Faceoff Live about the Oilers cap situation. They basically just kicked the can down the road till February 12th when Yamo comes off the LTIR, if he comes off the LTIR. Yeah, I was going to say, do so, we know anything about this injury yet? So, no. well, according to Frank, it's an array of things, which well, isn't great. And they're so looking to give him just nice. a bit of a reset is the word Frank used. So... We have some time here, but if I'm to give my answer next, I just, I don't think waivers is the move here. I think there is a return to be had there. Rick. Yeah, I agree. I don't think you put them on waivers, especially Pooley RV because you can't go down to, you can't drop two right wingers right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nation Dan. Yeah. It's the person, the question asker put it right in their own question when they said that it's poor asset management. And I just don't think that at this point, this team is able to just, I don't think that anybody's going to ship them off for free anyways. I think it would, it would <laughs> just be the, loving uh, his content. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. Just be, that's okay. It would just be the way to, uh, I don't know, just to signal to the rest of the league that these guys are up for sale, which they already know. Yeah. Everyone knows what's available in Edmonton. Yeah. yeah. No and no they know what we need usually. Yeah. So like, again, that goes, other teams are going to give you a life raft. They're going to throw you a fucking anchor. Just remember that we're not in that position right now anymore. So, and I think one other thing too, to consider, like you just said, Rick, we're not in that position right now. There's gotta be another team in the league. I don't know. That's struggling right now. Like we got to do something. Maybe that's when you capitalize and you're able to, I mean, we don't want to touch them, but there's a team probably three hours South of here. That's a, 
<laughs> this is probably looking at making from Hella. Yeah. You want to gently use Milan Lucic? <laughs> Someone was talking to Top the other day. They're like, man, what if he ends up back in Boston for their playoff run? Oh, it would be cool. It would be a spirited affair for them. Boston that's for sure. That. They the emotional, the emotional factor would be unbelievable. There was a lot of tweets. How about many guys on the team right now were there when he was there before? Bergeron, Krejci, Marshawn, the fans. The fans would love it. Yeah, the fans would go crazy. Uh, question two for our friends at Tourism Jasper. This one's actually applicable to the Jasper Pond Hockey Tournament from Andrew. Uh, so from the Oilers Nation team, it's going to be me, Tyler, Jay down there, uh, Adam Seaborn. Jay down 10, not Jay down there. It's true. I see what you did there. Uh, so Adam will be playing on our team as well. You guys don't know him and Frank Sarah Valley. So now you know our roster. You also don't know him. Yep. Sorry, you know who he is. <laughs> Dan, who of that crew, when Oilers Nation plays Flames Nation, is the most likely to set the tone with a hit or a glove wash to the face? Well, I mean, I'm thinking it's Frank Saravalli because the guy just is going to be rolling around that ice like he owns the place. So I'm going to say it's Frank Saravalli. He's going to lay that body and it's going to hurt. He's from Philly. He's bringing that heat. Rick? The big guy to my left. From what I understand, he has the... Uh a bit of a reputation when it comes to the beer league. Um, I feel like this Man. might be a little more there. That team's going to put them in, you know, their focus. They're, they on are provoking and, uh, him. They are provoking. Him. I know this is getting personal. I'm skipping Tyler. Liam, you're up next. Who, sorry, who would do it? Yep. Yeah. Who's most likely to set the tone? I wish it was me, but I can't skate. So that'll do it. Um, I'm going to say Jay. Yeah, Jay gets competitive. I'd like to see that. You he know, Jay, the big boss laying down the law. Don't yep. mess with us. And like, Sheriff. what, are they going to get mad at Jay? Yeah, they what can't. are they going to do? Fire him? <laughs> <laughs> what are well, they going to do? Resign? Yeah. <laughs> it is interesting about that, see too, that because on Twitter right away. I also get really competitive at these kinds of things, even though there's no reason to be. But my, my pick on our team, I agree with Rick. It's Tyler. Yeah. Tyler... The, the, I can see you going zero to a hundred a little bit. Like if Princey's in your grill, I'll give, I could absolutely see you giving him one to the skate laces. You know, no, what'll happen is I'll be the guy who goes for a stick lift and misses and clips someone up top yeah. and I'll just feel like shit the rest of the weekend. Like they're, they're leaking, leaking in everywhere. The yeah. yeah. Like they'll be bleeding. I'll be like, fuck that God. sheet is now the pink in the ring. Or like I'll, I'll try to like seam a pass across really hard and I'll get too much right air angle. on it and like hit someone and I'll do something dumb, but I think because it's a work thing, I'll keep it on the rails pretty well. But, but I, I don't know. Worried. Yeah. I see them poking at you though. Yeah. Coomzy set it up, set us up pretty well. The first tournament with his own goal yep. that he scored Yep. on Cam was a sniper. Team. The first time we did one of these and uh, one of those, unfortunately was in his own net. <laughs> <laughs> Picked the corner of his own. Who, who's on the flames team? Bunch of garbage people, as far as I know. Mm-hmm. Yep. Garbage nation. Yep. <laughs> We're trash nation. They're garbage nation. Uh, there we Princey, go. Boomer, Pinder. Rhett Warner is not there, so they don't have a ringer. They were talking about like bringing in some of, some former NHLers, and I don't think any of it materialized. Oh, they have the guy who was on their Christmas show. Oh, uh, I don't. I don't. The goalie. Yeah, the goalie. But if they're former Flames, then yeah, you yeah. don't have to really worry about former so. Lames. Uh, Leland mm-hmm. Irving. They're oh, never former Lames. They're always Lames. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. I've never heard of any of those guys. So. No, but they're bringing a ringer and the ringer is a goalie in a pond hockey tournament. Is just Rhett so we're Warner, clear. Is Rhett Warner. Just scared? so we're clear. Rhett Warner 
Uh, scared? Yeah, he might be scared. Yeah, he might be scared. Yeah. He's not allowed to come up here. Brett Warner fears bag milk. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> That's your headline, folks. <laughs> Dan, I'm starting with you on this next one. Garbage Nation. Would you rather see a goalie fight or a goalie goal? I always want to see a goalie fight. The last goalie fight that we had, 3 million page views that night to hockeyfights.com. Was that, was that Smith? Uh, sorry, 300,000. Uh, that was Smith and, and Talbot. Yeah, 300,000 page views in one night, and it broke the website. Rick, you'd rather see a goalie fight or a goalie goal? I love a good goalie goal, but you can't beat the goalie fights. Yeah, I'm jumping in too. Goalie fights are amazing. They used to happen more often in the 90s than they do Ron now. Hexel but like, and Felix Potvin. That was There's, a classic one. Detroit and Colorado. Oh. Something so horribly awkward and beautiful at the same time about two people in just massive amounts of clothing and equipment trying to flail at each other and hit That's each other. Great. And even but, just going back to the Mike Smith one against Cam Talbot, my favorite part of that fight was Darnell Nurse standing near the crease being like, get out there. Yeah. <laughs> He's coming for you. Uh, Tyler, goalie fight or goalie goal? Goalie goal. The anticipation of that puck floating through the air and then that like two seconds of what hits the ice. It's a gun. It's out. It's in. It'd be great. And then would we get Stuart Skinner or Jack Campbell doing the flyby by the bench? Oh, it'd be oh, very yeah. cool. Goalie goal. Liam. Goalie fight. The anticipation of two men punching each other in the face <laughs> is way better. <laughs> of course, uh, is he still a Oilers property? Ilya Konovalov, he just scored a goalie goal yeah, this past is. week. Is. Yeah. I was going to say, name Tyler. You have to name four goalie goals. Go. Mike Smith has one. Yep. Yeah, Mike Smith has one. And then there was the time Mike Smith scored on himself in Arizona when the puck went into his pants. Mm. That doesn't really count, nope, though. That doesn't uh, count. Pekka Rene scored a couple yeah, years ago. I was going to say Rene's an easy one. Uh, Chris Osgood's got one. We need a fourth one. Marty Broder. I don't he, think you can't like them that much, Tyler, because you can't wow. even name four of them. I can name some goalie fights. You want me to go? Let's Ron, go. Ron Hextall's no, got like two or three. Yeah. I do remember the Rene one. I do remember the Smith one. It's been even longer for a goalie goal. Yeah, it's been a long time. Oh, it's been a long time. But hey, props to them because they still they keep shooting. They do. They keep trying. There, was a, there was a there Mike's, was a close one the other day. Mike Smith tried for one when you watched yep. the final seconds of the Oilers series against LA. The last play of that series is Mike Smith firing one down the ice, going for the goal. That. I, I love, love that maniac. Last question for Tourism Jasper and Ask the Idiots. Liam, I'm starting with you, and damn it, I love this question. Who is your pick for the answer? Clem Shady. Why? I announced this before, like in his like second NHL game. Mm-hmm. He's the best. What is not to love about this man? He hits, he scores, and he punches our enemies in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, who is the answer? Um, I'm gonna say it. It rap. I would go with Clem Shady. If not, you having already chosen him. I'm gonna say it's rapidly becoming Philip Broberg. Mm-hmm. I like both these picks so far, Rick. Who is the answer? It's the big fella. You need someone to break up. You need someone to get in front of the net. You need a guy to move the puck. He's got apples. He's, uh, he's keeping guys out of the front of the net. That's Finny day or nay right now. Tyler, Ramchuk, who is your pick for the answer? I just don't know how you can't say it's, or it's him. It's him. And it's Klim. Or Clem, I suppose, because that's how you properly say his name. It's Clem Costa, man. He's scoring. He's sticking up for his teammates. He's laying the body, forechecking hard. I love every second of this guy being out there and wearing an Oilers jersey. Clem Shady, the answer. I tweeted about it on December 31st. Clem Costin could be the answer. Mm-hmm. And damn it, is he ever. So my, like, it's boring. I'd want to pick Ryan Nugent Hopkins, but that's not the point of the answer. <laughs> it's got to be lower in the lineup. It's got to be a guy you don't expect. Those are the rules. 
So Clem Costin also gets my pick. I want to know from you, who is the answer? And get your Allen Iverson garbage out of here. We don't care about that around. Here. Do we have the answer history? Like who's been the answer? Ty, the first, Ty Ratty kicked it Al, off, right? No, no, no. Al Montoya. Al Montoya is actually the very, very first. The answer mm-hmm. that uh, well, that one was known, a little bit in jest. For that's a lesser <laughs> known. That's a lesser known fact, but that's how it started. Was Coom yelling out in the middle of our Christmas party that year that Al Montoya is the answer? Oh. <laughs> yes. So what have we got? Al Montoya to Ty Ratty. It yep. went to Alex Chieson. Yeah. Ooh. So didn't Sam Gagne get a shout for a little bit? Yeah, when he came back, but the, the production wasn't there, then we were hopeful for Ty Ratty. Yep. I don't know. We should probably Maroon actually was the answer for a bit, right? Or was that, no, that was or was before. Montoya after? It was, that, that was after. Was, that was yeah. prior to, yeah. Montoya the the belt, here. the answer belt has been vacated for a bit. James Neal? No, he was, he was the real deal. Much. Yeah, he was the real the, deal. James. So he was the, the real so the, steal. So the answer yes. caveat, the kind of, the qualifier that we have is it has to be a person that's like, in your bottom six, in or your playing bottom, bottom six minutes or somewhere call, in that not guy. a person that's yeah. being given the every opportunity. They're just making the most of what they got. Yeah. So like, if you're going to answer us on radio podcast, I don't want to hear Connor. We already know that bottom six guys. Cause Ty Ratty but and Chase six, both were playing with bottom Connor. Six, like, <laughs> level like those of were player. guys that got elevated yeah. That yeah. above their weight class. Ty Ratty, weirdly enough, not on any other top lines in the NHL anymore. Right. <laughs> Chase on same thing. What? <laughs> Crazy. There's still time. There's still time. <laughs> uh, before we get to hot and cold performers, I just want to look ahead at tomorrow's game against Vancouver real quick. Just a quick score prediction and to steal Tyler's bit from ON every day. One key to victory. We're not going to do three because there's too many of us. Dan, what's your score <laughs> prediction and one key to victory? Uh, well, I'm going to steal the obvious key to victory, which is don't play down to your opponent, which is mm-hmm. something that they've done in the past with teams mm-hmm. of Vancouver's ilk. Uh, my score prediction just because i've heard bruce boudreaux is getting fired on monday is uh seven to two rick five one edmonton and just keep doing what you've been doing tyler yeah i'll go similar to rick five two for the oilers they'll be up comfortably and in charge the whole game there's a little part of me that's worried about the boudreaux stuff um and maybe they're playing extra hard for him in his last game on saturday but i still think the oilers will have more than enough to win liam five three i'll play goal on an empty net (laughs) And the key to victory, fight and win. Yeah. Well, just keep the scraps going again. Hockeyfights.com. You can go check out the other scraps all you'd like. I encourage you to do so. Um, for me, I'm going to go four to win. And key to the victory is keep playing simple hockey. Mm-hmm. We don't need to get pretty. Let's get greasy. Let's get grimy out there. Tyler, what are you enjoying on your screen over there? What are you watching? I literally just have tweet deck open. I'm just... You were just deep in there. You were deep I've been in the zoning tweets. out a little bit. I'm a little tired. It's been a big content day for me. I was up there's early. A, there, I don't know if you've noticed this, but there's been a lot of yawning in this room today. I, I know. yawned. I had a big yawn. Yeah, I saw I, the big fella <laughs> next to me over here. I saw him. I don't know if his came out because yours came out first, but yeah, it's been a maybe a crack a window in this place or something. Mm. Well, I just really need to drink like a good, good cold water. Tap, okay. tap or bottled? Water cooler. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Time to end off the podcast with hot and cold performers. Yes. As we do every week, we start off with our veggies. Liam, do you have a list today? Yeah, he's been he's been sitting on yeah. this for so, I got a few. All right, I'm just gonna leave Liam last. I'm just gonna let him run with it and for as long as he needs, because if you were with Rick 
and I and Liam, there was, we spent a whole day together in Vegas and he was just collecting hot and cold performers as the, as <laughs> oh, the day yeah. was going along. We so. were barely turned everything off on Friday and he was already at his hot and cold performers <laughs> for next week. So I'm going to start off with nation. Dan, you are up first, your cold performer of the week. Um, I've been trying to come up with one, try to stay positive this week. Uh, I'm, I don't even it's know. Cold performer. I, How do you know? know? Positive just, cold performer. It's, uh, it's hard to come up with one. So many. Take a shit on someone. Let's go. Uh, pick on someone. Let's go. Yep. All of mine are negative. Oh, well, I'm going to give it to, uh, <laughs> to the, to the bus company that left us hanging at the end of the nation vacation. You're going to get my cold performer of the week. Good. Oh, get cold. There's a whole story there. Someday I'll tell about it. It's still a little raw right now. Oh, get cold. I did. I did. Well, kind of. We're still in the, we're still in the talk. We're all here. We made it. It's all about how you adapt to these issues. And we we all got on the airplane. We all go back home. Some of us got home a little bit quicker than the rest. You know what? Fuck it. Bouncing on the runway. Honorary cold performer of the week that Rick was able to update his seats to the front of the plane. By the time we got into customs, he was already in his car. I was so upset. We were roommates this whole trip. Rick goes, oh, you got to upgrade your seat, pal. Like get to the front of the plane with me. I was like, oh, I'm in. And then I go to upgrade my seat. They're gone. Meanwhile, I'm standing there like a schlub in a long line and Rick's already out on the way to the door. Anyway, Tyler or Rick, you're up next. Uh, you know what? I kind of like when uh, you see players come back and they have a bit of that nudge, the nudge their buddies in the side act. But uh, I do think that Pat Maroon um, took a little far last night. So I don't know if there's uh, if there's some underlying reason, but we're going to give it to Big Patty. We have been hoodwinked, bamboozled, led astray, run amok and flat out deceived. Mr. Yramchuk, your cult from the week. The way the Vancouver Canucks are handling their coaching situation. Unbelievable. Um, so it's been said now for over a week, Rick Tockett will be the new head coach. It's now been reported in so much detail because Tockett had to give notice at TNT that Rick Tockett will be hired on Monday and he's already picked his assistants and Bruce Boudreaux is still being pushed out there. Give him the mercy firing. Bruce Boudreaux is a legend in this game and he is a legend and for being such a good guy and being a gentle soul to like the media and the public. He's a all time good dude in this sport and what the Canucks are doing to him right now, trotting him out there game after game when they know they've already replaced him is brutal. The guy was doing his scrum today. And one of the reporters was like, hey, have you given any thought to maybe this is your last set of games as an NHL coach? He got so emotional, he had to end the conference and walk away. The Canucks, cold performer. That's a joke. That's an absolute joke is what it is. Poor Bruce. I can't believe they do it to him on Monday Night Raw. Like, right? Like, <laughs> Monday, like, all the guy wants to do is sit down and watch wrestling. wrestling fan. Maybe that's what will help him. Uh, Liam, I'm going to leave you for last here. I'm going to go just... <laughs> The all-star format this year is weird. I'm going to stay on brand. My boy should have been there. <laughs> Ryan Nugent Hopkins is having the best first half to a season of his career. Deserves it. Not going to get there. It is what it is. He probably enjoys the days off, but ultimately he deserves to be there. What the hell is going on? Secondary oh. cold performer to the fact the all-star jerseys are like $370. What? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. My Lord. All right, Liam. However, however, so how many jerseys do we have to buy to make that, uh, that thing go away? So the cap goes up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That is true. Let's all get out there and buy a jersey. (laughs) All right, Liam, unload the clip. All right. I'll just give three. (laughs) How many do you got? Look at this. I just, I cut cut the list down. All right. I cut the list down. So if you go quick enough, you can give them all. 
Oh, it's okay. It's okay. I'll just go with my three. <laughs> so, cold perform. I'll go three fast. to one. Three to one. Number three, the fish in my salad. <laughs> what? <laughs> Unexpected, to say the least. I've never had a Caesar salad with a fish in it. Um, didn't realize what it was after I ate the first one until I tracked down the second one at the bottom of the salad. Wait, you ate one? Oh yeah. You eat a full sardine? <laughs> yeah, just plunking my anchovy. Fork in there or anchovy, yeah. Shoving it down That's my throat. Great. And I thought, oh, this will make me feel good. And then well, look, <laughs> shoving it fish. down my throat. This will make me just calmly too. I found a fish in my side. <laughs> what part was that on? Better late than that. Okay. <laughs> Number two. The lack of flamingos at the flamingo. <laughs> yes. No flamingos. We they went to bird flu. We, yeah, we walked to the flamingo and while we were in there, Rick, Liam and I were just like, well, let's might as well go check out the flamingos. Yep. None. Bird flu. Yep. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. Legit bird flu. Same with the pelicans. Yeah, no pelicans. So like bird flu to the extent they're dead or they're no, just they, under the weather? No, they, 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 they hit them. Just because it's out there, like they're trying to protect them. I think yeah. is what the the, said. the yeah. It's a temporarily out of order. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and going out number one, <laughs> co performer of the week, speed track blockers <laughs> <laughs> at the airport. So a little backstory to this: we've all been to the airport where you hop on the little lane and you little speed walking the moving uh, sidewalk. The moving sidewalk. Well. <laughs> Wasn't moving very quick when I hopped on behind the Adams family who decided the to get onto the, speed, onto the track and just stand there. The most frustrating part was one, they obviously didn't move. And second, everybody walking past me on a regular path. So shout out to you guys. I hope you got home safe and sound. Are you thrilled? I'm not. I'm upset. I want the rest of your list so bad. I know. Do you remember like what else was on there? There is so much stuff. I can't even remember. Um, honestly, shout out to the, to the sidewalks being an ice rink in Vegas after it rained. Yep. That was big. Yep. Um, they were slippery. They were. Yeah. No, that's all I got. Excellent. The whole trip. There was so much to digest. That's all I got wrote down today. I'm surprised. Next time you go, you got to just a running tally. <laughs> Because if you had written down scroll, everything <laughs> that you were telling, complaining to Rick and I about, we would be here for another hour. All right, let's finish off the podcast with a hot performer of the week. You got more? Do you have multiples on this one too? I got three again. All yes. right, Liam goes last. <laughs> As you got three and a half, I got an honorable mention. All right, I'll take that. I'm going to start first because I'm selfish and that's what I do. Um, number one. I've never seen line management quite like we saw at the CVS we w- went into for a that drink. Was incredible. We walked in and the line at the CVS was so long that we considered actually bailing on buying beers there and going yep. somewhere else. Yep. But then we're like, ah, we're here. Let's grab one. Instantly, they had a traffic controller. They had people pointing. There was somebody with like a shaker thing to get your attention. It was, it was really, really impressive. So that's number one. Most importantly, everybody that came with us on the nation vacation. We don't get to do these kinds of things. If it isn't for the incredible community that surrounds whalersnation.com nation citizens are just fantastic people. And the fact that we had 50 of them with us, many, many, many more show up to where we were at for things like the watch party on Friday night. I'm incredibly grateful for everybody that was down there with us. I'm incredibly grateful for the staff that put that did a great job of 
we cranked out a lot of stuff down there. So there's a lot of thanks to go out to a lot of you, but most importantly, everybody that joined us. He's a hot guy. All of you. Feeling Feeling Nation Dan, you're up next. Your hot performer of the week. Uh, yeah, well, I'm just going to piggyback a little bit off of that one and I'm going to give it to uh, t- the folks at Tom's Watch Bar. And that includes, you know, our 50 that were there, the hundreds that showed up, as well as the staff and the management at Tom's Watch Bar. Uh, so a little peek behind the curtains for yeah, me. Please give the story. Uh, <laughs> please I, had, give the story. I had us planned to go back to our old bar uh, that we were at in March of, or sorry, February of 2020. Uh, PBR. PBR bar, yep. uh, which we filled up and then started to fill the inside uh, before they kind of got you guys on the bull and everything went crazy from there. Um, but we were ready to go. I had my relationship set up and good to go set it and forget it. Didn't even think to check back, uh, reached out in November to the manager. Didn't get an answer. Thought that was weird. Checked the newspaper a couple weeks later. turns out PBR bar shut down. So, uh, I was sent scrambling uh, as you do, uh, sending emails to just about everybody in Vegas that I could get a hold of. Uh, and most most bars in Vegas are the, are, they operate with the, 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 they need to have like five grand of cash ahead of time just to be able to save the space, bring in the staff, all that kind of stuff. Tom's watch bar did none of that. Really appreciate them stepping up and helping us out. They had those shots flying out. Like it was nothing else. It was an absolute blast. Everybody, we had such a great time. The staff was wonderful. It's just unbelievable to be able to go down to Vegas with as much anxiety and fear as I had, uh, you know, and, and just have those people there to help and bail you out at the, uh, at the 11th hour, like they did. So Tom's watch bar, an absolute great time. Thanks to the Oilers fans that showed up. It's getting hot just real quick for one, move on to Rick. Please quickly re- run through the story of how we almost didn't have a watch party. Not that we weren't there. Oh, we didn't get to watch. Yeah. That's what I expected to hear here. Yeah. Well, so, um, I, you know, as you, when you go down to the States, uh, one of the things is, uh, with subscription services and broadcast now, uh, you don't get, you can't get the same feeds down in the States as you can in Canada anymore. So you have to have a thing called ESPN plus. That's a thing that I, when I start every conversation, I started off right with, you know, you got to be able to show Canadian teams on your TV, something we had an issue with in Nashville, something we were going to have possibly an issue with here in Vegas. Uh, so I was bringing everybody in, filing everybody in. We had probably at this point, 150 where their fans <laughs> in the bar, a, a uh, the manager comes over to me very calmly and very coolly and just says, uh, just 20 so minutes you know, before the game. Yeah. Just so you know, uh, we don't have the channel. <laughs> and so I just kind of stopped for a second. I said, thanks. <laughs> I said, you guys got that. And I just walked away and that was it. And, and it all got fixed. They got on the phone with Tom's urban corporate and they got them purchased it. It was real quick and fixed, but yes, I, I shed a little tear for that one. <laughs> that, the fact that again, like what did you say? 150 Oilers fans yeah. in that bar. Yeah. And this guy comes up to you and he's like, Hey man, uh, don't have it. <laughs> you had a backup plan for us. Uh, well, I had a, I had a, a bar down at, um, down at the other end of the strip resort world that was ready to take us on. If we wouldn't that have been a fun walk. Oh, could you imagine the migration down the strip to get there? Yeah. That would have looked pretty cool. It would have. I did not know that happened. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's part of trip management is, uh, keeping the fires away from the fans. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So yeah, down anyways, like a toilet seat, really. Yeah. There you go. Down like (laughs) toilet seat sometimes. Yep. All right, Rick, you're up next. Your hot performer of the week. Well, you know what? If we're going to do multiples, then I got to go one Gavin for running down Jay's phone, which was incredible. 
I'd still be out of breath if it was me. <laughs> Two, I know I used this last week, but it, it, it worked afterwards too. So bagged milk and is rolling. Yep. He had like a 40 minute roll on the craps table, made us some dollars, but none of this stuff is possible. If big Dan doesn't take care of everything. And for, I, I didn't know about the bus thing. I knew about the, the hockey game part, but I didn't know about the bus. Thing. None of this stuff is able to happen without Dan doing this. So Dan, this is for you, buddy. Pour it on. There's stressful events. I know how these go. Appreciate it, man. Well, that was one of my hop. <laughs> <laughs> I am also on the cold performer for next week now. I'm going to go away from the Vegas trip. I'm going to give mine to Connor McDavid for the way he took over that hockey game last night against Tampa. He got pissed off and we saw him hit that level that only McDavid can hit. This dude was stripping Victor Hedman at the blue line and then going in on a breakaway. This guy was scoring a big goal late and then selling big McDavid hop performer of the week. Boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> All right, Liam. All right. So <laughs> what do you got here, pal? I have to do one off the Vegas trip, which I'll just give it to myself quickly. Yeah. I course. sat through Avatar 2 in theaters the other day. Mm, that was yeah. three and a half hours long. Worth it? A struggle? I, I was getting a little agitated at some point. But <laughs> I got it up there. Great seating down there at Landmark now. So They have bananas? Uh, no, no bananas. Other honorable mentions. Fans at T-Mobile. Everyone was in very good spirits. It was fantastic there. Also, a shout out to the lady who didn't charge me for the Fiji water I didn't drink. That was $18. <laughs> that so, phone yes. call in the middle of the pod was that great. <laughs> that was yes. big. So the top three. Number three. <laughs> Dan's sunglasses. <laughs> those yes. were big. That was yeah. big. That was clutched by Dan. Return those today. Probably won't need to see those again until we go back to Vegas. <laughs> Number two. The band on Fremont Street. Oh, my Lord. Unbelievable. Hit after hit after hit. I can't believe they came up with so much stuff. I've had debriefs with most of our staff now at this point, and everybody has said the dance party was something else. Mm-hmm. Fremont's a place, man. It was special. It was a special ball. night. Number one, the banana deal I got on Target. <laughs> $2 for six bananas. $2 US. $2 US. You can't be a deal like that. I couldn't pass it up. I'm good. <laughs> also, honorary shout out to Captain Felton for he was yes. going to be your roommate for offering you a banana as a peace offering. Yeah. So when he gave me the banana, I had a banana in the other hand. <laughs> I was already eating one. <laughs> if you joined us on the nation vacation, hit us up. Your hot and cold performance from the trip. I'd love to hear your experience. Just tweet those at us or slide into the DMs on Instagram, ON Radio Podcast. I want to give a shout out to our friends at Oodle Noodle, Tourism Jasper, Betway, and again, chehockey.com. Join us for the Jasper Pond Hockey Tournament. That's where we're going to wrap it up. Thanks for listening, everybody. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.